The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm hosting tonight. I'm joined by John Roberts pushing the buttons. Click, click, and... click. <laughs> click, and, click, click. And... <laughs> and Sue Timberlake pushing my buttons. I was just going to say pushing your buttons. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have uh, I should have told you how I was going to e- open with that, and we could uh, segue <laughs> that up better. But anyway, so uh, how are you guys doing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, John and I were both definitely under the weather, though I don't think either of us had COVID nineteen. No, no allergies by any chance? They're wicked right now. My, I definitely had allergies last week. Yeah, I, was... I had a major pain flare for my oh. for my condition. Oh no! It's fun. Oh yeah, it's fun. Um, so sort yeah, of I like a hot flash with pain. I mean, I could go into it pain? if you want. <laughs> well, let's but... stick with. <laughs> let's you want some privacy? All... Sorry, I don't yeah. care. Well, uh, but there are other things to talk about. That's all. But yeah. I don't. I don't care. Come on. Embarrassing. Well, and embarrassing digressions into personal issues is my thing, not genres. So So what were we going to talk about first? Well, uh, the very first thing I want to say is, as I try to say at the start of every show, that we love to hear from our listeners and they can get in touch with us in a few different ways. Uh, Email is civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Twitter is at CivilPoliticsFM. Facebook.com slash CivilPoliticsRadio is our community there on Facebook. And finally, we do have our own website, which is CivilPoliticsRadio.com. And that has recordings of previous episodes of the show, supplemental episodes, links to other things we talk about. So it's a great repository for all things civil and or political. Uh, Yeah, well, maybe not everything civil or political, but a lot of things. (laughs) Our things, all right? Fine. Wow. So, day. yeah. I boldly stuck, staked out territory and then retreated like mad. So, um, speaking of staking out new territory, uh, how about uh, NASA's latest efforts in boldly going? John, you were, you were uh, ex- expressing dissatisfaction with NASA's combined mission with SpaceX. Ugh. Yeah, that was it. That's my that's my take on it. I hate it very much. I dislike I I mean, one, I like full disclosure, uh I really don't like uh Richard Branson? No, that's that's Elon Virgin Musk. Galactic, which I'm also unhappy with. Any commercialization oh, of space I'm very unhappy with. However, uh Elon Musk really oh, yeah. pushes my buttons. In so many ways. So, I mean, like I said, full disclosure, he, he, he's, uh, basically the owner of SpaceX. Um, so 
but just whoever owns it doesn't matter. Uh, space space shouldn't be commercialized. Space should be it sh it shouldn't be pe like broken up and and sold off. We shouldn't have to depend on private industry to launch people into space. You think it should still stay with the government then? Yes. It yeah. should be non-commercial. That's the thing. And the only and right now the only way to for something to be non-commercial is for a government to do it and to have treaties over it. That's the that's the thing. Like you can't once you once you start having private industry um like able to launch launch things into space and especially if they start to do it themselves then you start going down a very bad road of um private satellites or uh or or a a tesla space station or something and it's not about exploration anymore uh, well we already for... have private satellites no i'm i meant like some some There's dude's low, private low orbit. just some dude's private satellite like a guy has a satellite um again i think we're already there i don't really then that pisses well, me off well, too well, i don't well, think network right. of satellites there's a network of satellites that they're starting to use for all kinds of things, you know, well, like, like phone, phone calls. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing is that I don't want, I don't want space to be a commercial, like a complete commercial thing. I don't want, um, SpaceX to land on Mars and then claim mineral claim rights it. or something. That's what I'm saying, you know, and there, there are so many ways that, that a com that a commercial space program can go wrong in so many ways that <clears throat> sorry in so many ways that they they could just make money off of it and they sh and I really don't like the the look of making money off of off of space exploration yeah. Um. Not well, not directly. I mean, you have sale. the. Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. I. I mean, I don't want um a a special moon base only for people that can pay for it to just live there. You know, like I don't want a. We already have so so many barriers and so many, um, so many companies just owning parts of of the world of the planet. And then they and then they rent it back. Exactly. Yeah. They ex, they extract rent. Exactly. I don't want actually, profit. Ex yeah. I I don't want profit directly extracted from. So, it sounds to me like you're saying you don't want to turn uh space into 18th century England. Yeah. That would that would yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Um So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, if there so, is going I mean, in our society we do we in our world economy, we are a capitalistic economy. That's just yeah. how it is, and I don't like it. And but that's you know we have to accept what we have. So if we go into space and we need to like mine minerals or something from asteroids or whatever, there are going to be claims and everything. The thing is that we have the chance now to say no to 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 mine or to extract. Uh, anything from off Earth 
you have to follow these regulations and profits need to be shared with with everybody or something like that we need to do well, that well what you, so what you're saying is you want space and I, I think i agree with you but you want space to essentially be treated as commons as a public, public good yes yeah a public good yeah like uh, privatized and that's the, yeah. that's why i mentioned 18th century england because with the uh, enclosure acts uh a lot of land that had been common land you know that like for for you know that's the village green and you know or people can you know anybody can graze their sheep over there or whatever or anybody mm -hmm. can can take stuff from that orchard or whatever like those common lands those common goods um were valuable but they had been uh used according to you know shared as a community writer privilege for various local uh villages and towns and thorpes some with uh rights going back to you know the 11th century or earlier and you know back to time immemorial if you remember uh we talked about that once on the show yeah. and this is uh you know in the 18th century uh, uh the the rich and powerful in britain realized oh my god if we start uh enclosing the land uh, we can, uh, you know, own it, and then we can make crap loads more money. We can start making people pay rents and do what we want with the other property and so forth. Yeah. So, yeah. Sounds like water water rights to me. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's yes. one thing that's that, another great parallel. Well, I mean, the other yeah. thing is that there is only there are only so many things that you can do when you're when you're when you're dealing with space because it's so incredibly dangerous. So you don't want to rush that's for profit true. because that's dangerous. Um, you don't want someone like slapdashing something together and going out from the space because of whatever. You don't want uh, there to be too much stuff in space because there is too much stuff in orbit right now. It is oh, dangerous. Yes, like things that like break off of shuttles, um, old satellites that haven't come back down, uh, just debris that's just in orbit. Like a thing the size of a golf ball could tear through uh, a space station. And they keep track of almost every little bit of things in space. But if you have too much in orbit, then that's just dangerous and it hinders scientific research from Earth. Yeah, the, the Kessler syndrome. Um, the uh, uh, Musk has been talking about us, like basically a constellation of mini satellites that you could put yep. into orbit that would give internet, like what basically wireless internet to to anybody in the world. One, okay, that's a good idea, but the the negatives there are are one, uh, it will hurt uh research. Because it will block, like, telescopes, earthbound telescopes that need a clear view. If you have a ton of stuff flying around, then you can't use it. If you have these satellites, the way that he's proposing, you, it would hinder research in, into, like, the nature of the universe, which is important. Two, who's going to pay for it? How are you going to pay for it? If I'm in just random place and I want to access this this SpaceX internet, how much do I like? 
does everybody have to pay to SpaceX or to Musk? Like, what's what's that about? That shouldn't happen. Yep. <laughs> if you have a worldwide, like, if you're trying to give internet to everyone in the world, then you then that shouldn't be something you make a profit off of. Because it should net. be it should be a utility. You know, like I have we we use the uh, the government. GPS satellites. Like everybody has access to them. All the companies yeah. have yes, access to them. Yes, they didn't used to, but but now the governments uh, allow that signal to be just out there for everybody. Yeah, and that's good because now we have GPS for everybody. Okay, it's not great, <laughs> but being able <laughs> to like me, find it will be being able to tell where you are without um. Without like a mass, like without massive equipment, being able to to know how to get place, it, it's this has improved lives. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's and or like the weather satellites, NOAA. Those yep. that research is freely ava- available to everybody because yep. it's the government is providing that because our taxes pay for it. Yep. Yeah, the so, National Weather Service is an enormous benefit to everybody. Exactly. You can just get weather, and any TV station or app or anything like that, it, they all take the information from NOAA and from other worldwide uh, uh, weather, research, weather research. These and are And you used to have to go things. to the Oracle and give them a pig or a chicken or something. <laughs> These are important things. I guess that's better, right? (laughs) These are important things to protect. You can't like you shouldn't privatize these things. And because we haven't actually had any official like rights handed to anybody, then you should that we have the chance to make rules about this, so companies can't just mark off sections of the moon as as this is Tesla area or whatever. The well, Sea of Tranquility just... is owned by Virgin Galactic now. You know, like, stuff like that. And the last thing I'll say... You mean the Pepsi Sea of Tranquility. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> New Pepsi well, Sea of Tranquility. And it's not just the uh, uh, the moon itself, but also the Lagrange points, uh, mm-hmm. especially the first and second. Uh, and... If I remember correctly, Lagrange points are basically uh, uh, like points uh, uh, in space where you can be orbiting Earth, I, I guess, or orbiting the moon. But like you can basically be holding the same relative, same position relative to both the Earth and the moon. So yeah. it would be like like a like like geosynchronous, geosynchronous and lunar synchronous orbit at the same time. Yeah. So those are those are would be very valuable commercial spaces because it'd be easy places to build space stations for you know rest stops or whatever way there, stations on the way yeah to there are there are lagrange points uh throughout the solar system that you could put like basically that's where you put quote-unquote stationary objects yeah. uh these these things are are important and they should all be for the public good and the last thing i will say before i stop ranting is SpaceX was going to make a a launch, and don't get me wrong, the technology that they've developed, the uh, the reusable rockets, 
that they're making, um, that they're using, uh, they, all these things are great. They're great technology. And they should be used by NASA. <clears throat> and they should be used by NASA. <laughs> they should be, um, maybe bought by NASA or something so they can use it or contracted or something. But they shouldn't be renting a, a shuttle from SpaceX. And the worst thing I can think of is the astronauts were going to be shuttled to the capsule in a Tesla car. They were going to be have the NASA symbol and the United States flag on their uniforms along with the SpaceX symbol. Like a NASCAR driver. So Mark in your territory. I hate it <laughs> so yeah. much because when I when someone looks at an astronaut, they should look at they should see a pilot uh, or a scientist because that's what they are, and they're both or an engineer. They're all of those things because it takes incredible amounts of training, and we should respect astronauts as heroes like we used to. I and agree. now they're branded. Now they they'll be branded with a with a private company's logo. It just so I'm gonna ugh. I'm gonna disagree with you. So <laughs> yeah. you can shoot me now. Yeah, sure. Two 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 quick things because I you know that's 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 my job. Well, first of all, I want to remind you guys of the tragedy of the commons, which is sort of the yep. sort of economic sort of seminal piece on what happens when nobody owns it. Everybody keeps taking. And um, there is, there is some value to sort of like the, you know, state parks, you making sure that, you know, that there isn't too much traffic and the paths are maintained and yeah. nobody takes too much. Nobody takes all the flowers and things like that. And the other thing I was going to say, we talked a little bit before we went on the air, but I'm surprised that it was Obama that really shut down the space program. And, and it's, you know, I, I would have thought he would have gone the other way. And you, I think you guys were talking about some of the reasons why that happened. But isn't it, isn't it strange that we're sort of, we've got a space force now because of Trump. Oh. And, you know, Obama <laughs> shut down the, this, this NASA. And so now you have private companies doing this stuff. And it's, you know, there is an argument to be made. I'm not exactly making it, but there is an argument to be made for, um, people who are stewards, however you define that, stewards of whatever it is, stewards of, you know, the did you say Lagrange spots or whatever it is, and uh -huh. you know, people who are stewards and that ability of the international community to get together and do that, I don't have a lot of hope about that. But I, 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 I like why you're saying it. I'm just, you know, I worry about the tragedy of the commons, or you have a thing like where those um, ranchers, you know, so many years they've been ranching their cattle on public lands and they think they own them so much so that they were willing to have a gunfight over it. Well, that's, oh, you and, mean, you know, it's Bundy and his kids. Yeah. See, the thing Bundy, is that yeah. I, I agree with you. That is that, like you said, like a state park, you, you need to have someone that is, you can't just have a thing, like just leave it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that. Cause that's sort of what happened in, 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 in England, you know, that people grazed their sheep or whatever, and it was damaged, you know, because it was overgrazed. Well, the, and uh, like, like I said, the, this should be 
this shouldn't be a private organization thing, like a Lagrange point or or an area of the moon or an area in orbit shouldn't be this one company's space. It should just it should be leased from the government at the very least, but it should be taken care of and regulated by a non-profit organization. Right now, the best way to do that is through a government or a UN or something like that. And that should be something that we that we hope for, but right now we have a space race still, so if someone reaches a Lagrange point in like a hundred years and puts a flag there, then that's that government Guess to control it, sure. But now they yep, have to steward. They, they have to. They have to take care of it. There has to be a steward. Yeah, that, I'm not saying there there shouldn't be a steward. I'm, I'm not saying they should just be like wild because yeah, then uh, there's just gonna be like like squatters, you know. But having like just and what what Obama did was basically he's like there's no more funding. There's like there there was no um support and there was other stuff that that he had to do i'm not saying it was a good decision i'm i'm not i'm but i don't think that he was just like yeah screw space you know well it wasn't a decision he got to make ultimately yeah. because it's a matter of funding and the president doesn't control funding yeah, yeah. it's and it's really really and and the worst thing is there was a new shuttle being developed like at that time it would and and i saw sketches of it it was really great it was reusable it uh there was a lot going on and basically during when he said he was gonna he like they were shuttering it basically he was like well private industry can help us out he actually said that and it just broke my heart yeah. Space shouldn't be shouldn't be a for-profit venture. Not like everything on earth is a for-profit venture. We can have a we can have space be non-profit and then everybody including private companies can reap the benefits of that. But they shouldn't control that. And I the government shouldn't, shouldn't be beholden to SpaceX to to get our astronauts into space that's that is the worst thing i can think of for for our space program that the that the us government with all of its power and all of its all of its resources has to go to spacex and say can we use your shuttle well what if <clears throat> i mean what if it was it was more like you know Boeing makes, you know, 747s or whatever. So we've got a 747 that goes to space. You know, it's like any government that wants to buy a 747 that goes to space can buy a 747 that goes to space and then they can send it up into space and there you go. If they wanted you know. to buy it, then I would not have a have as much problem with it because then it wouldn't be a SpaceX venture. They would say yeah. we bought this thing from SpaceX, and then but they wouldn't slap a SpaceX like logo on the astronauts and have the astronauts get shuttled to the to the space capsule across the tarmac in a Tesla because that's cute <laughs> because the, because that is a commercial venture. Well, you know NASA did 
did bid out all the parts. I remember John Glenn saying that he was really worried about the fact that, you know, there were a hundred thousand parts on the, on the capsule that he was riding in that was getting hot and they were all, you know, they were all bid products and they're all he, made by the lowest bidder. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that is, that is a practice in America that certainly we go out to bid and, you know, we ask private companies to do, you know, bid on contracts and things. And, you know, that's, that's the thing, like private companies, they can develop technologies that we use. They can, um, we, we do contract out to, to different research firms and things like that. It's not all in-house and I wouldn't expect it to be. What I'm saying is that when we have a space program, it should be controlled by the people. And if the people, basically the government, basically NASA, wants to say, okay, we're going to go to SpaceX, they have this, this, these plans for this capsule and they're constructing it, we will pay them for that, and now we have a capsule. That's, I, yeah. you know what, sure, fine. You know, but... It's so sort of like the military when all of a sudden it goes from we provide the bullets to we've got all the um blackwater contractors exactly. and we're actually running running the operation in iran or iraq exactly. or syria or we surrender yeah, rogue, so much power rogue. we surrender so much power and so much res- so many resources control. so much control to private organizations when we don't have to and when that Whoa. just makes things worse because now a now it's not a government agency that is focused on um, research or just discovery or um, even just developing technologies. It is a private company that owns the patents for these things that isn't acting in the public good. It's not because that's not how companies work. That's not how they should work. Well, we want to avoid the, you know, instead of the deep water horizon, the deep space horizon. Exactly. God. Obviously, we wouldn't have an oil spill, but the whole, you know, privatizing the profits, but publicizing the risks, you know. If if there were, if there were like the best, if there was like unatanium in the moon, like in the center of the moon, there would be a company that that would like to crack open the moon just in half just to get it. There would be. And you want to avoid that. That and that is something that would happen in a for-profit. I'm sorry, I've been talking about this for 20 minutes. It just, <laughs> I, it's like that. And we're we're actually out of time now. Ah, it's just, oh. it's just that. Well, then let's oh. take a, let's take a moment, play some PSAs, <laughs> promos, and station IDs, and come back, and we can talk more about this and other subjects here on Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. 
This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. Uh, Sue Timberlake's still there on the right wing, and John o. Roberts is still there holding on desperately to the middle. And uh... <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm completely out of the middle now. I... <laughs> <laughs> really, on this show, uh, there is there is a registered Republican, a registered Democrat, and me just just in the corner, just seething. Um, <laughs> that's, that's like I just I just hate everyone. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm gonna stop complaining about about the abuse. The utter abuse that capitalism is going to wreck on space. What do we want to talk about now? <laughs> the public goods. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I think I think public goods are are really a lot of what politics is about: is deciding what are we going to do with, uh, you know, our our collective surplus or the the great big world around us and and how we all live in it. Um, you know, how do we use its resources because we all need them to survive and and thrive, to have uh, lives of meaning and beauty. And uh, so in that respect, uh, of course, we instantly have to start talking about the Internet, because if there's something that where we talk about meaning and beauty and we need it to survive, that's got to be Twitter. Uh, <laughs> hey, wait. guess what? The Internet was created by the government. And now used by private corporation. Yes, exactly. How about that? Son of a... Well, the the, the (laughs) pattern of collective state action creating a new uh, uh, sort of forum or or space for people to try and, and create their own... Have their own private Forbes library staff would like to remind you of the incredible so resource that you have in your local public that library. goes back to the very earliest human civilizations. Ultimately, I mean, movies, um, uh, one of the reasons why the Egypt region, was the state, uh, a great the power. We have a wide variety of magazines, society, free computer, you know, and great powerful civilization. We also you know, have our incredible reference services there to help you answer the particularly irregularity of the flooding of All the of Nile. this is free, locally available you know, at 20 West Street, year, Northampton. So come by and check us out in person and, uh, or at www.forgeslibrary.org so or call 587-1011 for more information. To allow for a large population to live there because it had water and the soil was continually replenished. They didn't have to worry about depleting it or oversalting it. But it's also worth noting that a big part of how the Nile Delta became uh, this wonderful, lush, fertile place was because of centuries of human management, of people uh, building up the banks and and digging channels and managing the flow of water. You know, um, it was it was already a, a, a an abundant place, but it became this 
cradle for human society for huge population density. This is Professor Howard uh, Zinn. To exist, the independent, uh, non-commercial radio station you're listening before, to is really important in the maintenance of democracy. Th Thomas Jefferson once said, an informed democracy will behave so, in a reasonable manner. Uh, so, so if you so care about being informed, if you care about democracy, <laughs> if you're a reasonable person, you are, of course. <laughs> well, Please support I, I your source for uncensored news and views and the voice of your community. Listen, Professor Howard Zinn. The independent, non-commercial radio station you're listening to is really... Enabling legislation with ARPANET and yes. the precursors, and people don't give him enough credit because he actually was the one that that dragged that one, kicking yeah. and screaming through Congress. So, um, you know, the internet is an incredible public good at the moment. I mean, at least it, so it, far, it is, it is, and of course, his actual good work and 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 visionary leadership, as you say, sort of got shortened to. Al Gore says he invented the internet. Her, her, her. It's like, <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't say yeah. that. And it, but, yeah. yeah. It, and it's because people don't understand what it takes to create something like that complex, you know, interrelated, yeah. many industries working in it. And yeah, it, it, it's very interesting that people don't fully realize what it takes to build a barn. Yeah. And it takes a was it a jackass to kick one down? I think that's a <laughs> quote. <laughs> Only takes a jackass to kick one down, but it takes you know a lot of carpenters to build one. Yeah. Um, but we were gonna. You mentioned a little bit the because um, Trump is angry this week or got distressed because Twitter put a fact check on him or something, and he's gonna retaliate. I didn't quite get the whole the whole story. I apologize, but okay. that I think is the gist of it. Well, the president's been throwing up a lot of uh, excrement up on his Twitter feed, as is his want. Uh, uh, I'm particularly uh, disgusted by his uh, he's he's digging up or he, he's he, uh, so Joe Scarborough, who is now a host on MSNBC with Mika Brzezinski. They do a morning show. But uh, he's a like, Republican, by the way. Well, yeah. 20 years ago, he was a Republican congressman out of, I think, Florida. And Boring, yep. yeah, and one He's of kind his of a redneck. <laughs> yeah, but one of his uh, 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 congressional aides working in, uh, you know, his 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 home office down there in Florida uh, died of a, you know, rare congenital heart condition that wasn't known. But it it caused her her blood pressure to drop and she fell and hit her head and died. And it was really, really sad. And it happened, I think, 20 years ago. And uh, her husband still mourns her loss, as one might expect. So Donald Trump decided to start spreading around this conspiracy theory that, in fact, Joe Scarborough had murdered this woman. I mean, he's not saying, I accuse Joe Scarborough of murdering her. He just said, well, you know, people are talking and there are a lot of questions and... and, and <laughs> we should said, look into yeah. it. Why isn't anybody looking into it? even though they already did look into it and her husband is, you know, asking him to stop talking about it. And that's not even what Twitter, uh, what, what got Trump angry at Twitter because, uh, because president Trump was also tweeting about how, uh, having, uh, mailed in ballots, you know, vote by mail, uh, would be uh, a, a recipe for uh, total disaster, or stolen elections, and, and and massive voter fraud, and it would just be a terrible, terrible idea. And wow. Twitter, 
posted a, a link underneath his tweet saying, you know, you want to learn more about voting by mail? Click here. You see all the states that do and that yeah. everybody, including Trump and Ivanka and, oh boy, they all vote by mail. <laughs> Lots of people have, have yeah. and, and do vote by mail. States I voted by do, mail. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, a couple of states do it entirely. Well, Utah? I, I, I voted by one. mail in our, our presidential primary uh, back in uh, March. Oh, absentee, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, because that's basically one votes by mail. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, so he so he took it a step further, right? He's threatening to to um, to curtail the public good, I guess. Yes. With an executive order. Yeah. Have I got that right? I'm sorry. I'm not as up to up to date on this one as he, I he is would be. Uh, uh, floating a draft of an executive order, which would do something to Twitter, something about restricting like like uh, uh removing a liability protection if i John, can do you understand this better than i can you yeah. explain it thank you so <laughs> now, remember remember sue and i are both 50 or older so you need to t- use simple words to explain it because you know we're still used to just you know two tin cans tied together with a wire you know <laughs> hey wait i'm 67 i i got a lot more years than that <laughs> all right hard, hard so earned. Hard, hard charging years. So, so you also understand computers far better than I. But anyway, so here's what happened: Trump made a Trump uh, over over Memorial Day weekend had just made all the tweets, some of which concerned mail-in voting, where he said that it would cause massive fraud and uh, and votes would be there would just be massive voter fraud. It would be um, horrible, and it would destroy uh, voting as we know it, basically. Um, really, and and the Republicans have been, as an organization, the Republican Party, Sue, uh, have been um, yeah. all over the country trying to stop people from doing mail-in voting. It, uh, there was a, uh, a halt on it. In, I'm sorry? We're afraid we're going to lose. Apparently, if more people <laughs> yeah. vote, then Republicans lose. So they're trying to keep people yeah. from voting. So yeah. uh, Texas, there they have. Um, there's a lawsuit that got struck down. Like a, um, they were trying to say that uh, having not having immunity to COVID nineteen counts as a disability. Uh, so you would be able to get a. Uh, an absentee ballot because in some oh, states, a bigger, yeah, in yeah, some states you can only get an absentee ballot if you meet certain requirements. You can't just ask for one, which sucks. So Trump was saying Massa- that, uh, I'm sorry. So I think Massachusetts changed that a couple of years ago, not that recently, but I mean, Maybe. more recently than you would think. Yeah. It was sort of wild that you really had to almost get a note from your doctor to get an absentee ballot. Yeah. But now you can just ask for one. It's, you know, I'm traveling for work or, you know, any reason. It's wild. It's just absolutely. So what, um, what the, uh, what Trump was saying was it's going to cause massive fraud. There is no evidence at all that there would be massive fraud. There are the cases of the amount of cases of voter fraud have been very small. And a lot of, 
issues with uh, with voters with voter fraud, especially with absentee ballots, have been by uh, Republicans. Actually, I remember that um, case where they grabbed <laughs> they grabbed all the absentee ballots and never turned them in. There was yeah, a they were there was a case I, like yeah they were collecting them. Yeah, they, um, yeah. there was a case uh, was a, a few days ago uh, of North a, Carolina, right? Uh, yes. I believe so. Um, but there was a case a few days ago of a, of a mail carrier that was, that was taking absentee ballots and changing, like, registration, um, cards that were being mailed in and changing the, uh, the party from Democrat to Republican. Oh, cause it was a postcard. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh... So Twitter. <laughs> Um, because That's Twitter so has, evil. yeah, I know. Twitter has a has a policy, a company policy right now, saying that um, they are uniquely going to fight against people spreading misinformation about voting. So, telling people the the wrong place to vote, telling people how voting works. That's that you know stuff like that, because that's happened, and people were going to wrong polling places, things like that. Trump had made incorrect assertions about voting. So under his tweet, they, they put, um, this might be misleading about voting. Here's, here's a more information. <laughs> so when you click it, it goes to a page that says, Trump says misleading things about voting. <laughs> and he got mad, very, very oh. mad. He called it censorship and curtailing the free freedom of speech. Which is not how it works. That's no, not how freedom of speech works. Exactly. They didn't. Sort of, they didn't keep him from saying anything. They just put something sort of, below his tweet to to con- to give people context. For the pro life people, when they tell you that there are other options, that's that's freedom of speech too. It's, mm-hmm. You know, you can't stop. They try to um, they try to gag doctors so they can't tell you about things, but. You know, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, with that, like I say, if you want to, it, it, it's your right to try to convince people not to have an abortion. But it is not your right to keep people from knowing about having an abortion. <laughs> anyway. A, a legal medical procedure. It but is. That's a lot of the, you know, it's funny. It's well, a lot of not my party law, is though. gagging. What's that? What's not actually a law? Well, uh, because the state of California put in restrictions for those, you know, pregnancy counseling centers, you know, the the anti-choicers, mm-hmm. you know, attempts to sort of set up to to, to get people to come in Anti-abortion and not actually. People, yes. Right. Right. Uh, and then pretend so, that they're something else. Yeah. Right. And so uh, California passed a law requiring them to be clear like we are not a, a, a medical provider we don't yeah. you know we're not a medical clinic we can't we can't do any of that stuff we we and to forbid them from giving uh uh scientifically incorrect information like you know uh uh having an abortion does not make you more likely to get cancer or to contemplate suicide or any of that stuff exactly and i mean the, that's that's right the and the supreme court struck that law down oh. and said you know you can't be telling private people what to say <sighs> now laws requiring doctors to to tell their replies <clears throat> to their patients uh about uh abortion are okay mm. the supreme court's upheld those laws so you can force doctors to lie to their patients 
but you can't stop non-doctors from lying to other people. That's excellent. So with with the Twitter thing, um, I'm just so awful. happy about. I'm just so happy today. Um, with the Twitter um, thing, it's the Roberts uh, Court. Enjoy it. She's what, yeah, what my court. John, for. Is that the John Roberts Court? It's disgusting. Sorry. If it was, yeah. there'd be changes. Um, but uh, the uh, but with the Twitter thing, Twitter. It, it was uh, so he got mad, and now that now he basically immediately told told his people to bring up a uh, a an executive order that was being drafted last year um, concerning Section two thirty uh, from a nineteen ninety six federal law that prevents internet companies from liability. Basically, this section says... That's a digital millennium copyright? Yeah, yeah, right. that's a stupid thing. So, basically, what this what this said, what, what Section 230 says, is it qualifies or it marks sites like Facebook um, and, and Twitter as um, forums and not publishers. They had... Since they allow people to publish information on their sites they are not legally responsible for most of the things that are published on the site lies or hate speech things like that they cannot be sued like if i put up something horrible then twitter on twitter then twitter can't be sued from what i posted in in return they are supposed to uh self-regulate and have clear terms of service. Now, if Trump changes Section 230, he wants to basically make make it make it easier to sue these companies for con for for what they do. So it would be changing it would be partially changing them from being just a provider of information to being a publisher, meaning they wouldn't be like a bookstore or a newsstand uh, that just provides information. They would be people that are editing it and uh, curating it. So they would have, the, it would say they would have a more direct uh, control over their content. So they should be held legally liable for said content. That is what that would probably be the end of the internet, I would guess, right? Because it wouldn't be the end of the internet. Be... It would be end of social media because the yeah. private companies would freak out and basically start banning accounts that have any lies or that have anything horrible. Which it's this this it sort of how thing you define is, it. Yeah, this sort of thing is kind of a. Um, kind of a balance because a lot of Democrats have wanted to, to change this because uh, the social media companies are so slow to get rid of um, hate speech and uh, terrorist groups, um, people that wanting to inflict violence and people that are just breaking their terms of service like President Trump. He's broken the terms of service of Twitter multiple times, but they won't get rid of him because it would be just a firestorm. So yeah. people have been wanting to basically light a fire under them uh, and to make them see that they need to protect people uh, and to and to have more of a hand. And other people are saying they shouldn't be controlling it at all. 
It's really well, in the, yeah, part the, of the problem is Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and those other other folks. They aren't good stewards of this uh, new sort of public exactly, forum. For, exactly. And that was good. the so question we, I was going to ask: yeah. is who who should be the steward? I mean, that's, that's really the, the thing. question. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, the the th- the thing is that you want to have a balance between you know providing a forum like a public forum and not letting it burn you know and not letting people abuse it but how do you mark like what is abuse um tragedy of the commons it's very hard to define well and it's like facebook and twitter are kind of like it's like the struggle between like a downtown shopping area and a shopping mall like you're walking down the streets of northampton and you go by the candy shop and then go across the street to the bank and you know, you want to pick up some groceries or, you know, some some uh, pres- get a prescription filled or whatever, stop and get a taco, whatever. All of that, you're wandering around on public streets and then you're going into private establishments. Mm-hmm. You can go and yeah. do the same thing or at least one used to be able to do the same thing at a mall. I mean, malls are kind of dying out now that people can get things shipped to their home directly by the Internet. But, uh, you know, if I'm wandering around in a mall... Uh, I'm always on private property, so they the, can kick the, you out if you exactly. You know, they can exactly. have their own private security. They can protect yes. their their land. Yes, and which, if I get you know kicked out, and there's nowhere else for me to shop. Yep. So, so who should police the internet? God, I have no idea. Space Force. Wait, no. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Let's not go back to that. I will go off on Space Force. Duh. Well, if we... Militarization of space is almost as, as bad as commercialization of space. Anyway. Yeah, I, so, John... I agree. Which sorry. The, the 1970s Space Force under Fred Willard to police the internet. That'll be best known if he works. Okay. Never mind. What were you saying, Sue? Well, sorry. But if, um, but if your argument is that the international human beings should decide what happens in space, you know, maybe should decide what happens with oceans, you know, the climate, etc. But for the internet, um, you know, some countries do really police what is displayed. Mm-hmm. You know, China has, um, they have walls, right? Uh, firewalls. Oh God. Yeah. Um, they have, um, they have technology that just trolls through uh, any, any social media and to look for specific terms God help you if and you make they... reference to Winnie the Pooh. God help you. <laughs> <laughs> in in China. Yeah. Well, it, and that's sort of, you know, that's that's what you're talking about is who who should who should decide this? I mean, Trump's basically saying, let me sue him because that's what he likes to do. But, you know, who who should it be policed in any way? I'm kind of You know, is it Yeah. Elect, you know, electoral stuff. Everybody kind of agrees that you shouldn't be able to tell the wrong polling station to everybody in a in a precinct because you don't want them to vote. I mean, that's that's pretty bad. I mean, well, if you don't I, I, police uh, social media spaces, if you don't have somebody there acting like a grown up to keep the kids from from fighting, you wind up with uh, you know a small cadre of. Nazis, basically, of, of of insecure male jerks 
who then drive a lot of people away because they will ceaselessly harass them. They will send them threats of, for, for sexual uh, violence and murder, threaten to come to their homes. Yes. And so many people just say, look, it is not worth it for me to stay on and deal with this crap because it's really, really horrible. Here's the, here's the thing that, here's a, here's a couple things to, that I really think about. One, uh, this is really interesting because this is a private company exercising its rights over its content and its servers and, uh, its terms of service. And now the, the Republicans are saying, no, a private company can't act like this. What? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, two, um, there is a, a discussion to be had between driving Nazis out of, and off of and deplatforming them and or letting them stay because then you know who they are. And that's, that's the, that is something that I've heard a lot about, like the different discussions, like, um, 8chan, which is, 4chan's horrible little brother. Now think about that. Uh, <laughs> um, 4chan is the good kid between the two. Uh, 8chan is on Cloud Cloudflare, uh, their their servers, um, and they could kick them off, but they won't because they are saying they are not the arbiter of of speech. Now, we yeah. know where HN is. We can go to HN and see everything. So we know what they're doing, but it is a clearinghouse of hate. So should you get rid of HN? Should you shut it down? Should you wall it off? Or should you let it stay there? Because then you can see what the little jerks are doing, you know? Like, yeah. where, what should you do there? Um, I think that right now, if you have a social media platform, if you have a server, um, if you provide uh, cloud space or something like that, you have clear, definitive, easy to understand terms of service that is posted and people have to agree to like they do. And then you say, and then you adhere to those strictly, no matter what. What if you can, what if you can make be, a lot of money? That would be much better than what we have now. What would you? What did but you say? If, so, um, yes, but um, so then you have these um, server companies say say they own their hardware somewhere in the cloud, mm -hmm. and they think, oh my God, we can make a lot more money if we just open this loophole in our terms of service. And we will make a ton more money. You know, we're going to do porn and all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be okay to say bad things about people and, you know, racist, horrible remarks and threaten people. They they could put that in their terms of service and, you know, make a lot of money. In fact, that's what people are kind of doing. Or they're they're ignoring their terms of service. You're saying that it, that it would be okay to make the company itself liable because its terms of service had loopholes in it? And if they if they change the term of service, that wouldn't be a loophole. That would just be them right, changing but, their terms of service. Right, but I'm saying if they put something in there that's really abhorrent, mm -hmm. and because they want to make a lot of money, no one no one could fault them for that. The way that the uh, the rules are right now, the except way for, our, I think yeah. would you say 
except for pet- pedophiles. I think they're the um, that according they, to they the be. to the federal law, and and according and this was a change that was recently put in the CDA, I believe. The um, you can't post like a a a, a, a Twitter or a social media platform would would be liable if. Uh, child pornography or sex trafficking or something like or something like was posted on their service, so they would be liable for but that, that. But anything that's else? That's the nose wouldn't. in the yeah. That's the nose in the tent, right? That's the that's the that's their the purveyor of they yeah. they've basically said you are the purveyor of this, and therefore you are also criminally liable. So it is sort of a slippery slope once you go you well, go there. The thing is that. With the with the way that the internet is now, that is the only thing that I can think of that would really because the internet is still kind of a wild west. It's very hard to regulate. It's incredibly hard, almost impossible to regulate, really. So if you go, if you say to Facebook, you have these terms of service, you will you will adhere to these terms of service no matter who it is. Yeah. Well, um, you know what is regulated, unfortunately, is our time. Oh we no! <laughs> right at the end of our time. I've been talking so, of this episode. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, we do have to wrap up. Maybe we can keep talking and uh, do a supplemental or something, or pick this up next week. But anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. This has been Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, join us again next week, or check out a recorded episode on civilpoliticsradio.com, or check out any of the podcast services for one of our for our episodes. Thanks very much. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.